I cannot begin to tell you how frustrating it was to build a website when I first got started blogging. Building web pages was a chore, trying to collect email addresses was totally hit and miss, and trying to hire someone to do this kind of stuff for me was insanely expensive until I stumbled on Thrive Themes. Before Thrive Themes, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month just to keep my site up and running, collecting new leads for my business. But now I pay one flat fee and get everything that I need in one plugin. There are thousands of themes out there on the internet, but Thrive Themes is the only one that is not only lightning fast and very intuitive, but it is the only theme that I have seen that is also very conversion focused, meaning more leads for your business, which equals to more money in your pocket even with a small audience. Thrive Themes is the one and only plugin that I install on every one of my new websites that I build because it just works. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes and can get you a 24% off coupon when you sign up for their Thrive Membership Yearly Plan. So start or improve your blog today by adding what some are calling the ultimate arsenal of business weapons all in one place. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for your 24% off coupon. There's so much opportunity that I don't have to worry about it. I could teach a thousand people how to do the exact same thing that I do. And I've already taught hundreds, but I can show a thousand people how to do it. And they could all earn as much income as I have made. And that still wouldn't even put a dent in the income that's possible for my business. Regular people are taking their passions and interests, writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Uh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles. Wherever you are, wherever you may be, thanks for making us part of your day. So how is your week going so far? What have you been working on? Have you put something together that you're going to thank yourself later for? As always, we are here on the Blogger Evolution Podcast talking about blogging and how you can actually turn it not just from you know, a little side hustle, a little hobby, but actually turn it into something that can earn you a full-time income. I have been able to do that just in a relative short period of time. From the time that I wrote my first blog to the time that I was making not just enough money to retire my wife, but actually for me to quit my job, it's a span of about maybe a little over 18 months. Now, that is definitely the exception, not the rule. I'm not anyone special. I'm just somebody who refused to give up. You know, when I found out that we were going to have our first child, Benji, um, it really changed everything in my life. I had to come up with something and I could not fail at it. Otherwise, I would have had to put my son through uh, daycare, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with daycare, but really my main goal was to allow my wife and my son to get uh, especially my son, to be able to get mommy care, not daddy, not daycare. So I needed to come up with something. And uh, online business, blogging, YouTube, now podcasting, these things have allowed me to be able to create a life not just for myself but for my family in order to uh, uh, enjoy, you know, something that you should be able to enjoy at any age. You know, one of the weirdest things that I see all the time, and I was part of this too. I'm not going to take myself out of it, but honestly, when we first are start, when we first start trying to have a life, you know, we're told to go to school, uh, possibly get into uh, a lot of debt, go to college, go buy a house before you even pay college off, go buy a car before you can go buy, before you can go uh, pay that off. And all of a sudden you're in a ton of debt. And you end up having to pay it off pretty much for the rest of your life. Then once you finally get everything paid off and maybe you can finally retire at the ripe, ripe young age of 65, hopefully you have enough money and enough health to be able to enjoy that. To me, that is backwards. 
that is backwards. I had to learn a different way because that's not what I wanted. I didn't want traditional. I wanted untraditional. I don't even know if that's a word, but it's going to be a word today. I didn't want what was quote unquote normal because normal was not enjoyable. And if anything, during this uh, recent pandemic that we've learned is that we may have the job of our dreams. We may have the job that we are enjoying or that we're liking at the moment. But if the numbers don't fit right, we can get let go really easily. And it's maybe not even the fault of our employer, but it's just something that happens. When the numbers don't work out, they can no longer afford to pay us. Then we get laid off. We get put on furlough, permanent furlough. That's not ideal. But you know the job that you cannot be fired from? You can't be fired from your own business. But the key to your own business is to generate an income. To generate money to that business consistently. And that's one of the things that we're going to go over today. Today, I want to talk about the uh, four secrets that I've basically used over and over and over again to create a profitable and passive online business. More specifically with a blog in this episode. How I was able to create that, and I call it a secret but really, that's just marketing. That's just to get you to click, hopefully. <laughs> but it's not really a secret what we're going to go over. But I've seen so many people complicate it much harder than they need to. So that's what I'm looking forward to today, being able to go over these four secret steps. But some people can ask, so why would I go over these steps? Why would I show people exactly what I do? Won't that kind of eat into my income? Well, it can seem that way. And on the, and from the outside world, that is common. I mean, how many times are you on a job and someone doesn't want to tell you how to do something because they might be one of the only people in the company that knows how to do it? And now if you know how to do it, it can threaten their job. However, with blogging, with YouTube, really with many, many online businesses, that is not the case. Things can be shared for free and people can take it and run with it if they want. And the reason for that is because the opportunity is there. It's there for anyone to take advantage of. And the reason for that is because there is so much of, uh, there's so much opportunity out there. There's so much opportunity that I don't have to worry about it. I could teach a thousand people how to do the exact same thing that I do. And I've already t taught hundreds, but I can show a thousand people how to do it and they can all earn as much income as I have made. And that still wouldn't even put a dent in the income that's possible for my business. So I want to be able to share it with you. I want to be able to share it with others because that's what I've been doing for years now. And I just enjoy doing it. I help getting people off of the schneid. So let's go ahead. We're not going to waste any more time. Let's go ahead and jump into the first tip. The first step, I should say. So step number one, if you want to build a profitable and passive blog, is you need to choose a niche or a niche depending on what part of the world you're from. But we're just going to say niche here. So a niche basically is a topic. It is something that uh, a single subject that you would write about. But the greatest thing about your online business when you start it is that this niche can be about anything. There are so many things in the world that you can start a website on and earn a significant income. The key here when choosing a niche is that you're only going to talk about that one niche. You're not going to talk about everything that's going on in your life. You're not going to talk about what you ate for breakfast. You know, that's what blogging used to be. That's what that's when blogging was 
you know, I went to work today and, you know, someone got on my nerves and I came home. I was stuck in traffic and now I'm home and I'm telling you about it. Blogging like that, in that sense, yeah, blogging is dead. That doesn't work. You can't blog like that anymore. You could 10 years ago. You could maybe 15 years ago, but not today. There's so many options out there that you need to be able to talk about one specific thing. So, for example, one of my favorite things to do is watch cooking shows on the Food Network. One of my favorite shows, in fact, is uh, Chopped. I just love the idea. I love just getting a random basket with random food and now put it together out there and show me what you can do with it. Make me a dessert. Go out there and make me a dessert with blood sausage. You know, I don't know. It's random what you find in those boxes, but it is entertaining. That's probably why it's one of his most popular shows. However, however, if I turn on the Food Network and I turn on Chopped, I'm looking to talk about food. If they're talking about politics, if they're talking about sports, if they're talking about music videos, whatever it is outside of the realm of food, then they're going to turn me off. And they're probably going to turn off most of their audience as well. Because I don't tune in to the Food Network just to watch sports. I don't tune in to the Food Network to watch politics. I, I can go to CNN for that. I can go to Fox News for that. I can go anywhere else. I can go to my local stations. I go to Food Network to talk about food. And that is why you want your niche to be one thing. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can never talk about anything else. As long as you can make it, uh, the best word I can think of here is tangential to what it is you're talking about. So back to our Food Network's uh, situation. If I had a television show, I'm watching Chopped, and they bring on a politician who happens to know how to cook. That's tangential. That's what's going to hook me and keep me watching because I like food anyway. And now I might be more apt to listen to what he has to say because we, he's gotten on a common ground with something that I am interested in. So you do have to be creative and you have to be more thoughtful in the content that you're going to be creating on your blog. Another uh, characteristic in terms of choosing a niche, a good niche, is something that you like and enjoy. We were uh, talking about the Food Network recently. And if I wanted to start a food blog, I better like food because I'm going to be creating a lot of content about food. And I mean a lot of content. So, for example, if you are starting a blog, you're going to be looking to create anywhere from at least 30 to 50 articles just starting off about food. So you better like it. Because when you get to that 12, 13 article and you, you were just doing it for the money, you're probably going to give up. Especially if it's your first blog. I've created blogs about subjects that I wasn't necessarily interested in, and a few of them I just left out on the table with three articles on it. And I haven't touched them since, which is sad. <laughs> but I do kind of leave it in the back of my mind and can return to it, because I did at least have some interest, I just didn't have a passion for it. So make sure that whatever you decide to create your blog on, whatever your niche is, you need to have a passion for it. That way, when you're doing the research, that way, when you're creating the articles, it doesn't feel like work. A few questions that you can ask yourself if something is a good niche or not. Well, the number one thing you want to know is, are there other people out there who are interested in this? And what's a great way to determine this? One of my favorite ways to look at it is by looking at Facebook groups. Do you have Facebook groups in that chosen niche? Are there people out there who are talking about your subject? Are there other blogs on the internet that talk about your particular subject? These are clear indications that you have an audience of people that you can create content for. What about YouTube channels? Are there YouTube channels that are dedicated to this, to your niche? Those are indications. 
Now, if there aren't any of these things, does that mean you shouldn't go for that niche? Not necessarily. Because you can look in other places as well. I mean, look at Reddit. Is there at least someone out there talking about your subject that is enough to at least have the idea that you should move forward with your idea? I know a blog that is doing very well. They also created a course on how to raise goats. Yes, G-O-A-T-S, goats. And it's done very, very well. And when we say very, very well, we mean to the tune of a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year. So yeah, it doesn't matter what your niche is. Just find an audience and start answering questions to help that audience. Also, in terms of finding your niche, you want to know if are there products that you can promote? Do they have good affiliate programs? Even if these businesses that you might be able to partner with do not have affiliate programs, can you help them create one? They might be able to partner with you directly and only you just to kick the tires, see if it's something that they would be interested in. Because once you have that audience on your website coming to you consistently, then you can start throwing your weight around. So that's part one or step one, choosing a niche. Step two is creating a website. Now, this one right here, this used to be hard to do. Creating a website did used to be difficult in the past. When I first started about four and a half, five or so years ago, it wasn't super complicated, but you did need to put a little bit of extra effort to make sure that you got it the way that you want it and that you got it right. But definitely nowadays, we're talking about clicking two or three buttons and the website is created. That's all that you need. Just a few buttons. Clicked. Website. Up on the internet, ready to be found in Google. Now, there are three main things that you need to have with your blog, especially when you are creating your website. Number one, you need to have a domain name. Now, a domain name is basically the address to your website. Google.com, that's a domain. Benji'sDad.com. That's a domain. ESPN.com. That is a domain. And the cool part is domains only cost about $12, maybe $13. And if you really got it on sale, I've seen places that will buy your domain for you just for signing up. And we'll get into that when we talk about the hosting. And then there's some other places that I've used in the past where you can buy a domain for as little as $8. So yeah, don't use buying a domain as an excuse to not get one because they're very affordable and they belong to you. Some, some tips that you can use in, in creating your domain is make sure that it's something that's easy to spell. I would refrain from including numbers in your domain names. You want something that's easy to remember, easy to spell, uh, no hyphens, just a good name that's two to three words long. Break out of the source if you need to, to come up with that domain name. This is going to be branding for your website. It's going to identify what your website is, what it's about. When you think of Nike, what do you think of? Shoes, athletic gear. When you think of McDonald's, you think of fast food. When you think of Pizza Hut, Domino's, you think of pizza. You see how those names are associated with what it is they talk about or what it is that they create or provide to their consumers? You want the exact same thing. So create something that's easy to remember, easy right off the top of the head. People can go to it directly by just whatever your domain name is, .com. 
and get to your website and start consuming your content. Now, we touched on it briefly, but the next thing that you need of the three main things that you need for your blog, and be sure to pay attention to this one. You know, if you're out in the middle of somewhere, if you're running, jogging, you know, whatever you happen to be doing while listening to this podcast, make sure that you do this next thing. Get good hosting for your website. To put simply, hosting for your website is basically where your website is housed on the internet, where it is saved, so that when people uh, go to your website, that's what pulls up. Your hosting is going to deliver the website to whoever's looking for it. So to make this a little bit more simpler, if your domain is your address, the hosting is your house. That's, it. That's the thing that holds all of your stuff. So people come to your address and now they want to look at your website. They want to look at your house. They want to see what it is that you have to talk about. So the reason why I say this is so important to make sure that you choose good hosting is because if someone made it to your house and they tried to open the door and maybe the door is locked, or maybe the door's stuck and they can't open it. All of a sudden, they can't get to your content. They can't get into your house. This happens more times than not. Especially when you go for very, very cheap hosting. I know there are many of you who are running a blog, and congratulations, good job but you're running your blogs on blogger.com or wordpress.com or any of these free places to run your blog. That is not good for you to build a blog on. You need to be, uh, you need to have something that is more unique, have something that is easier to be found and that you as the blog owner have full control over. If you are living in an apartment building, that's basically what blogger.com is. You don't own the apartment. You're just kind of living there. But if one day the landlord says you got to get out, there may not be many options for you and you might have to leave. But that's different if you own a home. And it's the same difference with your blog. Make sure that you own your home own your website. If your website is mynicheblog.blogger.com, that's not your blog. That's blogger's blog. That's blogger's website. And if for whatever reason, if blogger doesn't like you anymore, they can shut you down and there's not much you can do about it. They can't do that if you own your house, if you own your house, if you own your own hosting. So I beg of you, don't go cheap on your hosting. Get something that is legitimate. One option that is out there is WPX Hosting. That's one of the best hostings that I've ever used. And I am wowed by them constantly, especially when I need help with something, because they are so doggone fast. I can tell you when I need a pro I need something worked on by their customer service, they literally answer you within 37 seconds. <laughs> Think about that. 37 seconds. I can't call my cell phone bill people. I can't call my cell phone provider and get help in 37 seconds. But I can with my hosting for my website. So if you want to check out WPX Hosting, it's definitely the number one uh, hosting that we recommend. Um, I'll be sure to put a link down in the show notes, benjisdad.com slash hosting. And you'll get a 50% off discount. You'll see it on the homepage, uh, benjisdad.com slash hosting. But other hosting that you can use as well is Bluehost. Now, Bluehost is not my number one recommendation, but they work. They work. So that's another example that you can have right there. But even then, you're going to have to come out of pocket about 100 bucks at least. I think about 120 just to get started with Bluehost. They kind of market to you that it's only $3 a month or $4 a month, but you have to buy it in a year, uh, in a year or 18 months or two years, something like that. They make you buy it in bulk, even though it's so cheap. 
But you can avoid all of that just by going with WPX. So that's definitely my number one recommendation. Now, when it comes to creating your site, there is a trap that you need to avoid. And that trap is thinking that you need to build the perfect website. Do not think that you need to build a perfect looking website. You don't. You just need something that is up and running, that's on the internet, that can accept people. That's it. Get it up and running, get it doing what you need it to do, and then move on to creating the content. Now we'll get into that later in the episode, but don't fall into that trap. It's very easy to do so. And I've talked to many students who tell me, you know, it might have been two a month or so down the line. And I'll check in with them. Hey, how is you how are you how is everything going? How's your blog going? Where are you so far in your content? Well, I'm still building out the site. Excuse me? You're still building out the site? It's been six weeks. You have no articles on the site, but you're just perfecting the look in your logo. At that point, you've already lost. But it's not the end all. You can recover from that. And recovering from that is just creating the content. You just need something that can get you from A to B. If you had a, I remember when I was in college, I had a old 1996 Honda Accord. It was champagne colored and it didn't even have air conditioning. Uh, and it was tough, you know, growing up in Louisiana, you know, 95, 100 degree days, you know, in the middle of August, September, trying to get to school, stuck in traffic with no air condition. It's not a fun feeling, but it got me from A to B. It got me to class and it got me back home. Notice how the color of the car isn't important. Was the air condition important? Yeah, it was nice to have, but I didn't with that car, yet I still accomplished what I needed to do. You need to make sure that you keep your priorities straight and understand what's going to earn you the income on your blog. The main function of your blog, of the hosting that you choose, is you need to make sure that the website is fast enough to be found on Google as in when someone tries to get through your door, the door's not getting stuck, or maybe there's a lock and they can't get in. You don't want that. You want people to free flow through your website. And you do that by making sure your website's fast, fast enough to be found in Google. Then you want to be able to find some way to capture email addresses. And then wherever else you are on the internet, if you're not just uh, blogging, you might just be plotting. You might just be podcasting as well. You might just be creating a YouTube channel or maybe have a traffic coming from Pinterest. Regardless of where it's coming from, you need a place to send people. To capture email addresses, what I use is Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is like a business in a box, literally, or business in a plug-in, I guess you can say. Very, very simple uh, interface to use and it's very cheap compared to other ones that are out there if you want to check them out benjisdad.com slash thrive themes you get a 24% off discount just for trying by clicking on the link in the show notes check it out blog uh, sorry benjisdad.com slash thrive themes so so far we've gone over creating a website and choosing a niche so the last two points that we need to go over, we'll go over right after this break. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a blog and start generating a passive income, but just don't know how to go about it. But don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. Blog Builder Pro takes the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy and step-by-step -step guide called the Nifty 50 Core Steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. 
One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting into their sites will yield them some kind of results. But thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons, special worksheets, easy blog and email templates, exclusive discounts, and a community that is there to help answer questions 24-7, Blog Builder Pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training, holding your hand step-by-step from start to finish. And listeners of the Blogger Evolution podcast get a special treat by getting a 10% discount just by using promo code podcast. So go to blogbuilderpro.net and check out the free webinar for some more information. That is blogbuilderpro.net and use promo code podcast for your exclusive 10% discount. Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates? To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99.95% uptime guarantees, WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a faster website means higher profits all right and we are back so question of the day presented by wpx hosting the number one host of the blogger evolution podcast be sure to go check it out over at benjiesdad.com slash hosting for your free coupon to get 50 percent off that first month of hosting that's wpx hosting you can find it at benjiesdad.com slash hosting so our question of the day presented by wpx hosting the question is how to earn a passive income from your blog so far we've already talked about choosing a niche talking about one particular subject and then choosing uh, a website and hosting and a domain now the most important part the bread and butter of what your website is going to become, you now, step three, need to attract visitors. You need to get people to your site, bottom line. It doesn't matter what your site looks like. It doesn't matter the color. It doesn't matter the logo. It matters what you put on the site that draws people, that attracts the right people. And you do this by creating content. For some reason, this is like the easiest thing to do, but it's also the hardest thing to do. And I'm a number one culprit. Remember earlier, I was telling you about some blogs that I've started and just never got to or never finished just because I just didn't have time. I didn't feel like doing it, whatever. But you got to create the articles. I cannot stress that enough. You got to just do it. You got to sit down, do the research and create something that people want to read. This is going to be the lifeblood of your business. Because as you attract people, those people likely have credit cards. And if they have credit cards, they're likely going to buy something. If there are no people, there are there is nobody to market to. You need your business needs to have a steady stream of customers. It's really hard not to oversimplify that, but that is the truth. You need a steady stream of customers. And again, you do that by creating the content. Now, there is many ways in which you can attract people to your website. My favorite way happens to be search engine optimization. I love it. Okay. SEO is amazing. 
because of the consistency, because of the type of traffic you get, the type of person that finds your site. Those are buyers. Those are people who want to spend money. To, and those are people who are going to give you money to help them get where they need to go. And all you have to do is just insert yourself in the middle. And that's what your blog, your YouTube, your podcast, that's what it's going to do. Other options out there would be YouTube. YouTube's great. YouTube SEO is amazing as well. It's just as good as Google in many things, if not better. And it's probably because Google owns YouTube. Doesn't surprise me there. But other ways in which you can do it is Facebook. I don't recommend Facebook because Facebook is shady. <laughs> Facebook is a little crazy. They will do things backwards. They have become a pay-to-play platform. If you don't have the budget and all you have is time, you have more time than money, then trying to get traffic from Facebook to your website is probably going to be something you need to put on the back burner. Only use Facebook to build an audience and keep them onto Facebook. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But with that said, that is another way in which you can drive traffic from another traffic source, such as Facebook, to your blog. Interested people as well. And do so without being spammy. But any, again, as I said, that's another story for another day. Now, we were talking about SEO earlier, and SEO, again, search engine optimization, especially through Google and YouTube, definitely, definitely my favorite way to get traffic to a website. It works. It works really well. We're talking about very, very consistent traffic that can last for months, years even. There are articles that I have written that four years later still rank on the first page of Google. I still get residual income from those blog posts that I literally put maybe one to two hours worth of work into over four years ago. SEO is awesome. As long as you're truly helpful, as long as you are answering the question, you are doing what Google wants you to do, then Google is going to help you back. Very similar with YouTube as well. From what I can tell, especially uh, with the success that I've had, had on YouTube, I have found that, yes, YouTube lasts a while, but it doesn't seem to last as long as SEO does on Google. I have articles that I've written, like I said, four years ago that still give me traffic to this day. With YouTube, I have article, I have videos, I should say, that are two to three years old that are still getting me traffic. But some of those videos that are more are older than that, yeah, we're talking uh, crickets, you know, not really getting any views anymore. But by saying that, I am in no way trying to tell you that YouTube isn't as good as Google is. It is. The greatest part about that is that people who are looking on YouTube are looking to answer questions, uh, or sorry, looking to have their questions answered. And they're more likely to purchase something because they're already further down that customer life cycle. But the thing is, wherever your traffic is, whether you are trying to get traffic from Pinterest, from YouTube, from Facebook, it doesn't matter where, Reddit, Twitter, at the end of the day, you're always going to be directing your traffic from those platforms to your articles on your blog. Because at the end of the day, those articles belong to you. That blog belongs to you. That is where you're going to make the bulk of your money. You can have as many YouTube channels as you want, as many Pinterest pins as you want, Facebook pins, or Facebook posts, and Facebook groups, and pages. The list just goes on. But you're going to always be sending them back to your blog, back to your website, so that you can start capturing information from them so that you can market to them later. We're talking about 4 billion potential customers. That's half the Earth's population. Billion with a B. That's where we're going to make the bulk of our income because you don't need that many people. Whether there's 4 billion out there that's ready to be uh, become followers of yours, 
You just need a handful of them in order to make a decent income. So after you attract visitors, we have people to that website. Now it's time to monetize that audience. We need to find a way to make some money off of what we're doing to help. So step four is to earn revenue. Let me throw a number out there for you. 598 million 500,000. It's a really big number. So what significance does that number have? That is the number of products that you have the ability to instantly promote to people through your blog. Over 600 million products. You think you could find one product out of 600 million that you like and enjoy and then can promote to people who fall or land on your blog? Here's the key. Once you have cracked the code of getting traffic to your site, once you have figured out SEO, once you have figured out YouTube and podcasting or whatever, wherever you're getting the people from and you're consistently getting them to your site, now it's time to make some money. And the quickest way by far to do this is with affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is the practice of partnering with other companies, becoming like a, a hired contractor to promote their stuff, and you get a commission from the sale, but from the sale only. Everybody wins in affiliate marketing. The customer gets what they're looking for to help them fix their problem. The manufacturer, whoever created the product that you're selling or promoting, they make the money from what they've created. And then you, as the affiliate marketer, you get a commission for the sale. Affiliate marketing is everything. It rocks. It's really, really nice. There is a little space in there, however, where you can allow affiliate marketing to take control of you and you just start seeing dollar signs and you would promote anything that has a good high commission. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that just promotes something because they're going to get a good kickback. Make sure that the products that you promote are good products. Products that can help people. Products that can help people get from A to B. Products preferably that you've used. You don't have to use every product that you ever promote. But your main ones, the ones that you really are going to put yourself behind and push and say, hey, try this. It's got to be something that you've used before. It just helps with the marketing. It helps when you are able to show pictures of you using it. It helps when you can show the results of what it is that you're doing with these products. It helps with your credibility. It helps with everything. If you can, use the product and then promote it. From a business standpoint, when you really think about it, since this is your business, your blog is your business, you can go out and buy stuff to help you uh, promote. So if you're running a website on barbecue grills and you want to write this amazing article where you buy, you know, the top five barbecue grills and you go out there and you use every single one of them. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty penny. But it's all a write-off as well. Now, granted, you need to consider and talk to your uh, your CPA. But it is something that you're doing for your business. How awesome is it to be able to write off your passion? Do something that you enjoy doing over and over again. And actually be able to write off the expenses that you're incurring just to practice it because you're going to include it within your business. And you can do this specifically with affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is also amazing because there is no inventory that you have to keep. The manufacturer keeps everything. You're just making the sale. There's no shipping. There's no support. If somebody uh, purchases a product through your website, and for whatever reason, they don't like it, that happens. They're consumers. And they return it. They're not coming to you. They're going to the manufacturer to bring it back to them or the retailer or whomever. 
That's why affiliate marketing is so awesome. That's a lot of stuff you don't have to worry about, which are big, big headaches. So yeah, affiliate marketing is the fastest way to do it, and everybody wins. Now, there is other ways in which you can monetize your blog as well. Honestly, once you start getting the traffic to your blog, it opens up everything. And I mean everything. You can now start putting ads, getting uh, associations with huge ad networks such as Mediavine or AdThrive. I would say Google AdSense, but it's Google AdSense. Most times I don't even recommend even trying to put on Google AdSense uh, onto your blog unless you happen to be in a high-paid niche. But still, don't even worry about it. But you can associate your website with these places, especially if you have the type of traffic that they want to promote on. Once you start getting traffic consistently to your site as well, you can start promoting your own digital products. And they don't have to be expensive digital products. They just have to be products that you are going to get 100% of the sale for. The greatest thing about affiliate marketing can also be the worst thing. And that's the commission that you receive, but you're only getting a percentage of the sale. You might sell a product that's 100 bucks, but you might only get $10, $12 for that sale. But if you created your own digital product that people who visit your website want, now you can sell that product for $50, $100, and you're going to get $50, $100. Whatever your product costs, you're going to get 100% of that sale. Now, that's when your, uh, uh, your costs and your income for your website start to skyrocket. If you're getting 50, 60, 70,000 people to your site per month and you slap a digital product that costs $50 in front of them, my goodness, only if half a percent of those people actually bought something, that's a decent amount of income. Another way that you can monetize it through sponsorships. The audience that you get, especially with how pure that audience is, people are going to pay you, companies, I should say, are going to pay you to get in front of that audience. If we go back to our food network example, how many lawyers do you think are paying the food network to put their commercials on their network? How many doctors? How many camera companies they're not right they're they're not getting in front of those people because the people who watch the food network are interested in food but what about companies that pro, that uh, create ginsu knives or slow cookers or expensive mixers they want to get in front of that audience and they will handsomely pay you just to put an advertisement. Maybe it's a sponsored post. Maybe it's an advertisement that you put in a sidebar or at the top of your homepage or something like that. You own an asset and you can promote that asset and make a huge income from it. Once you get the people, once you figure out step three, which isn't hard, it just takes time, effort, and patience. So in conclusion, we talked about the four secrets, the four-step secrets to a profitable and passive blog. Number one was to choose a niche, one subject to talk about. It makes it easier for marketers to find you. It makes it easier for people to find you, for sponsors to find you. Choose one thing, talk about it. It's also helpful with making sure that you are consistent and are always making content in that space. Next up is to create a website. This used to be hard years ago. It's not anymore. A few clicks, website up. But don't get caught into making your website look perfect. Because step three, which is attracting visitors through your articles, through your content, through your videos, that is what's going to make you the money. Concentrate, I beg you, on creating content. Now, once you have the people onto your site, once people are coming to your site consistently, they are doing so month after month after month. Now, step four, earn some revenue. 
find some ways to monetize, go talk to people who want to get in front of that audience, and it scales from there. Now, this is all simple in reflection. You know, when you look back at it, you had the four steps, choose a niche, create a website, attract visitors, earn revenue. That's easy to say. But I honestly can't show you everything that needs to be done in order to earn an income from your blog, to create a passive income from your blog. So I want you to check out a free training that I have over at Benji'sDad.com slash passive. That's Benji'sDad.com slash passive. I have a free training there that will show you literally step-by-step how to build a blog that's profitable and passive. Be sure to go check that out, Benji'sDad.com slash passive. So if you enjoyed this uh, podcast episode, if you enjoyed this show, thanks for listening. If you're still listening right now, thanks for sticking around. I hope you've had fun, learned something. But don't just learn it. Don't get stuck in education mode. Make sure that you turn around and do something. Make sure that you take action, take massive action. Get off the schneid. Make something happen. Even if it's wrong, you still learn from the experience. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you don't mind, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and it will be featured on the show. It's always fun to read the reviews to see that people are actually enjoying this. And if you have any ideas for what we should be talking about on the podcast, please check out the Facebook group where we talk about blogging all day long, affiliate marketing, creating your own business, whatever it happens to be. Go check me out on Facebook at Superhero Bloggers. Just search it. It'll be there. And I'll be sure to put a link in the show notes as well. But just go to Facebook and search Superhero Bloggers where we're all superheroes trying to blog and create a business. So enjoy your week. Do something now that your future self will thank you for. Keep building, keep growing, and I'll see you later. Peace. Peace.